Oh, Caroline, I have to tell you. So today I finally lit the candle that you got me for my birthday, the one from Candles of Tomorrow, the, <gasps> the Maelstrom one. You lit it? I did. It was too stressful. <laughs> so I turned over <laughs> to my Zen fountain and I lit that thing. <gasps> and it was heaven. It's easily like one of the best candles that I have ever gotten. I love a Disney candle, but these have the little wax shapes on top. That go yeah, with whatever I mean, this attraction. one has the has the wax Viking boat, and it's the coolest thing ever. But my favorite part when I package it to send to you for your birthday was the label. The label made me laugh out loud. So if you are looking for a new candle for your home, we at Poor Unfortunate Podcast highly recommend that you check out Candles of Tomorrow at candlesoftomorrow.com or my favorite way looking on Instagram and they are just at candles of tomorrow and you can see all of the products that they sell on their Instagram. And there's a link right in their Instagram page, right to the website. If you want to order, they are the best. They're the best candles of tomorrow. We love you. Buy their stuff. And they turn around and find. I am lost in the woods. North, South. That's my new fall album. It really is. I was listening to it last night as I was, I was working. I was listening to it yesterday too while I was, I was working, in my room. I was working on this. I was laying on my bed and I was listening to Frozen 2 because that soundtrack slaps. I was putting away all the clothes I moved out of the apartment and I was like, some things never change. Wow. <laughs> that, that one didn't age so well for me. No. everybody, and welcome back to Poor Unfortunate Podcast. I am Caroline Ametti. And I'm Connor Perkins. <laughs> I can't not like... I, no, it's it's this it's this moment is like... This no moment one knows is so, what to it's do so with this filled moment. and yet so empty. Yeah, hi friends. <laughs> hi friends. We're still navigating what the hell we're doing in this little <laughs> moment after we introduce our names. So that's, that's where we are right now. Oh, yeah. So I think that's probably why yesterday I watched... Who knows how many two hours of Disney ride-throughs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it was just like I just needed something to just like go past my optic nerve. I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to find out from you if you were ever going to watch the ride-through of the new Beauty and the Beast ride from Tokyo. Because I watched it yesterday, and I know that you're not so sure. Uh, well, no, I'm I'm I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I haven't watched it. I'm I'm going to watch it. I mean, there's like a part of me that's like, I want to wait until I can experience it in person. But no, I just have to come to terms with the fact that like Tokyo is not going to happen for a while. So I might as well not deprive myself of that joy. So yeah, I really also just really want to talk about it with you. So go watch it. I will. Also, like, I, I think the other thing that's kind of like swaying me on riding it is that it's going to be different when you ride it in person because exactly. the ride vehicle moves so exactly. unlike anything you've ever ridden before that like it'll be very new. 
Alrighty, so let's let's jump into the episode, shall we? Yeah, let's have some fun. Let's do this. All right, so this is our wild card episode. We've cycled back again, and we have decided that because things in our life have sort of been <laughs> a little bit nuts right now, we're gonna play another game, kind of like uh like this or that that we played in our last wild card episode. So for this episode, we're going to have two phases, if you will. It's game night. It's, it's game, game night. night. <laughs> so we're going to start with BuzzFeed quizzes. And I've taken one and Caroline has taken one. And I'm going to administer one to Caroline and she's going to administer Yay. one to me and it'll be fun. And then we'll have the links so that you all can take these quizzes as well. <laughs> and then after that, we're going to get into a game of ranking. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. All right, Connor, you are about to find out which Disney man are you most compatible with? <sighs> what a dream. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Question number one. Who do you think is the most underrated? Prince Philip, Tarzan, Kristoff, the prince slash Adam, Aladdin, or David from Lilo and Stitch? David from Lilo and Stitch. Okay. All right. We're going, baby. He's a gem. Okay. Which personality trait is the most attractive? Gentleness, playfulness, courage, attentiveness, transparency, or composure? Um, attentiveness. Attentiveness. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Choose a date idea. Okay. Ice skating, a candlelit dinner, going to the movies, going hiking, a live music concert, or walking along the beach. Well, definitely not the beach because I do not like sand. Um, I'm going to say candlelit dinner. I'll be a traditional romantic sucker. I like that. I didn't know you would pick that. Okay. Choose an annoying characteristic you could live with. Oh. Unreliable. Quiet, immature, messy, arrogant, or clingy? Oh, I want none of these. I, I think I would say messy. Mm -hmm. That's the most livable. But how do you deal with arrogance? Like, damn. I can't deal with arrogance. I can't deal with immaturity. If they're too quiet, oh, Lord. Oh, my God. I know. I could. That was my. That's what I would rank as my least favorite. Like, I'm quality. sorry. I'm going to need to go to an opening night and I need you to be able to take care of yourself. It's so. That's. I feel like <laughs> you and me have that in common. That's like. That's our number one, like, attraction factor is like, can you, we leave you at our opening night and you'll be fine? That's yeah, it. Like, <laughs> that's if it. I'm being interviewed at a step and repeat, I need you to be able to, like, make conversation and be okay. It's so true. Okay. Which gift would you like to receive? So translate it into whatever it would mean for you a okay. necklace. An elegant gown, a huge, lavish feast, a stallion with a stable, or a road trip. I'd say a road trip. A road trip? Yeah, I feel like that would be fun. I think that's a sweet thing. Is quality time your love language? Um, I don't remember what mine was. <gasps> you have to do, okay, we'll do that next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I had taken it before, but I forget what mine was. All right. What brings you the most joy? Partying. Finding and wearing cute outfits, watching movies, enjoying the outdoors, excess money to spend, or being by the ocean. 
watching movies? Mine was excess money to spend because I am shallow. (laughs) All right. Choose a positive quality. Environmentally conscious, funny, good memory, good moral compass, good listener, charming. Good moral compass. Good moral compass. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is a little bit harder, but I will describe to you. So let's choose an outfit. So the first one is Prince Eric in his wedding outfit, the white. Okay. The next one is Prince Philip in his forest outfit, the black and the brown. Yeah. The next is Adam's, you know, blue jacket when he's a, when he's a human mm-hmm. with the black pants. And then the other one is Prince Ali, the Prince Ali outfit from Aladdin. I think Prince Adam's blue and gold jacket. It's very my style. Okay, your result is in. Oh, God. (laughs) Who is it? You are most compatible with Prince Adam slash the Beast. The Beast is someone with a tough exterior but has a heart of gold. And that's why he slash Prince Adam is the perfect match for you. You definitely love a chase. But you also appreciate someone who respects and challenges you intellectually. You two will never run out of things to talk about. That's good. That's accurate for you. All right. Who was yours? Mine was a Flynn Rider. Of course. Yes. And this is what it said about him. It said, you love a partner who can make you laugh and keep you guessing. And that's why you'll be very happy with Flynn Rider. You're total opposites, but it's part of what makes your relationship work. You challenge his ego and he boosts your confidence. This is honestly a match made in heaven. Aw. So mine for you. Okay. This is called... This quiz will reveal which two Disney ladies you're a combo of, and it's very thorough. Oh, yay. Okay. I'm ready. So choose a color. Light blue, yellow, green, black, red, pink, brown, dark blue, white, purple, or orange. Light blue. Choose a feeling. Independent, happy, sad, bored, hungry, (laughs) confused, tired, excited, scared, disgusted. (laughs) I have a feeling I'm going to have to read them again. No, no. Um, It's between two for me. I'm going to go... Honestly, I'm going to go with independent. Screw it. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Choose a movie series. Mm. The Avengers, Harry Potter, X-Men, Despicable Me, Spider-Man, Lord of the Rings, Pirates of the Caribbean, Ice Age, Shrek, or Mission Impossible? Um, Harry Potter, obviously. Um, F.J.K. Rowling, forever and always, but Harry Potter. All right. Choose a show on Netflix. Sacred Games, Dark... Fuller House, Alexa and Katie, The Umbrella Academy, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, On My Block, Stranger Things, Money Heist, Dark Desire, or Lucifer? Stranger Things, because that's one of the only Mm -hmm. ones I watch. (laughs) Yep. Choose a food item. Ice cream, salad, cake, fruit, fries, pizza, Pasta, spaghetti, eggs, donuts, chocolate. 
fries. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Connor Sucker always saves me a fry if he has them. Your result is in. <gasps> okay. Are you ready for this? Am I going to like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Belle and Megara. <gasps> You're a perfect mix of Belle and Megara. Oh, my God. Like these two leading ladies, you value your independence and enjoy learning new things on a daily basis. Although you tend to put your guard up at first, it's worth it to get a little vulnerable from time to time. <gasps> I was so I know. That's who I feel like inside. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. I'm so glad that made you happy. (sighs) That's the happiest I've been all day. Thank you, BuzzFeed. (laughs) Thank you, BuzzFeed. (laughs) Who were you? I was Belle and Megara. Yeah, I figured, I was like, on this one, I figured with the Disney men, we would get different results. But if it's like, which like, like character you are, I'm like, we'll be the same. Um, that was fun. That was fun. I don't know if that was fun for any of you listening, but it was fun for us. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what matters right now. We're treating ourselves. That's exactly right. So now that we've done the first part of game night, we're going to move on to our rankings. So the way this is going to work, we each will give a topic that we have to rank one through five. Have you done it so that there are five items for each one? I was going to say mostly, but as usual, I am an agent of chaos, so maybe one of mine has more. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. So largely, each topic will have five things that we have to rank. I wasn't going to uh, tell except, you till later. <laughs> except for when Caroline goes off script. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? You go. With the torture. Do it. All right. Do your worst. Um... Let's jump right on into this. Rank these Disney parks nighttime spectaculars. Mm-hmm. Wishes, World of Color, Happily Ever After, Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, and Fantasmic. Oh. All right. All right. Um, would you like me to go from the worst to the best? Go from the worst to the best. All right. I'm going to get so much flack for this. I don't even care anymore. Wishes is number five. (gasps) I am so sorry. Like, I remember even before we had other nighttime spectaculars, like when I would watch Wishes, I was like, this is good. This is good. Horrible. You're horrible. I know. I knew you were going to name it. I'm sorry. I I, I don't know. Something about the kitty voices. Just uh, it's not my favorite. Get out of here. (laughs) Number four is Fantasmic. Pretty much just because, no, I love the concept of Fantasmic. We need to keep Fantasmic, but Fantasmic needs some updates. I saw it, when was that? Two years ago. And it was just looking kind of dated. It was looking kind of dated. I really enjoyed myself, but I need something more from Fantasmic at this point. Number three is Illuminations. And I love Illuminations. Love it. But again, this is more just of like, this isn't this is more subjective just because I saw Illumination so many times. I feel like it lost a little bit of its luster for me and I'm excited that we're going to get something new. I love the like the globe in the middle and like the water elements are great, but I'm ready for something else. Um so number 2 is World of Color. This was a really hard choice between 1 and 2. 2 is World of Color. 
love I, I love World of Color. The only reason like I I bumped it down a little bit is because a lot of it when you're there depends on where you're standing. And the last time I went and I like got we got there early so we could get a good spot and like I couldn't really see a hundred percent of what was being projected onto the water. Um, so just go watch the four the four K version on YouTube. That's probably your best bet. And number one, and I will die on this hill, is Happily Ever After. I love Happily Ever After. When like there's all these things in all these Disney accounts, it's like F Happily Ever After, wishes for life. You guys are dead wrong. I mean, like you're dead wrong about that. Happily Ever After is incredible. They picked the exact right pieces, Disney pieces to put in it. The projections are incredible. The quotes that they've chosen are incredible. And the slight tweaks that they've made to Disney songs in that soundtrack are wonderful. Like the sort of like slightly more slow but poppy love is an open door to transition into the love section of the fireworks and and, and projection show. So well done. I love the music. I listen to it in the shower. I don't get tired of it. Happily Ever After is amazing number one i stand all right (laughs) so mine starting at number five okay is happily ever after because i haven't seen it (laughs) you're just such a okay okay (laughs) i haven't seen it so it's number five i'm gonna go with what i know (laughs) okay um and i refuse to watch it before i see it in person because unlike that i stand by you doing that yeah unlike unlike tokyo i have a much greater chance yeah. that I'll get it to Disney World. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Number four, I would say Fantasmic. Mm-hmm. Because I love it. I agree with you that it needs some updates. I know the one in California got some pretty major updates yeah, and it looks it pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Though I just, I love I love the feeling of Fantasmic and I love the feeling of like going Back into the park if you've left early for the day. Yes, or like, the walk like, into the Fantasmic Theater it's is so great. great. Yeah. It's so great. Fantasmic, I also have some sort of like, I have some bad memories around, namely from one time <laughs> when I didn't get to go to Fantasmic because on the way out the door, my older sister slipped down some stairs and we had to like stay with her and make sure that she didn't have to go to the hospital and so i didn't get to see fantastic i'm never going trip. to disney I was with so you pissed. i was so pissed you'll leave me behind i I'm not sat going there in the hotel room and i was like can i'm like can we go and just leave her and aaron to her credit was like just take him and go just take him and go and they were like no we have one car and so I sat there and I popped the CD into a CD player and I sat there and I pouted and I listened to it. I'm ruthless. I'm I'm awful. Bad boy. So number three, I have Wishes because Wishes is about as perfect of a fireworks show as you can ever get. Sorry. Uh. I remember I remember seeing those fireworks and I was like, I didn't know fireworks could be like this. Shut up. Um, number two... <laughs> Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, because I, that show is just like, <sighs> yes, it's it it's gone now. The soundtrack is unbeatable. The Don't soundtrack get me wrong. is the soundtrack incredible. Is so good. The score for that nighttime dun, dun, show, dun, 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 dun. it's so good. Dun, dun, and just like dun, 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 dun. the sheer <laughs> amount of things happening, like yeah. in in that that there, and it's just like, I don't know. And I also just like really respond to like the feelings of like 
unity and togetherness and like a uh global story and like global community i love that it's a nighttime show that is not inherently disney that it's that it's that it's true something Mm -hmm. else and then number one is world of color because i'm a sucker for a water fixture and oh my god world of color just yeah from when it premiered till now it just makes me cry and it's just it's it's everything that I would want in a nighttime show. Everything. I yeah, would this want. is what you would make if you ever. Made if it. I made yeah. a nighttime show, yeah. I would have made World of Color. Yeah, yeah. Your turn. Okay, here we go. Rank these Disney kisses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aladdin and Jasmine. When Jasmine is on her balcony and the carpet pushes Aladdin up so he kisses her. Pocahontas and John Smith in the forest before all hell breaks loose. Belle and Adam after the transformation. Flynn and Rapunzel after he comes back to life. Spoiler. Or, it's a little, you know, out there, but I want to toss it in. Kylo Ren and Rey after he saves her life. Huh. Okay. Actually, I didn't rank any of mine, really. I mean, these are hard. Okay, wait. (laughs) Okay, I have my ranking. Okay. All right, so number five, I have Kylo Ren and Rey. While... While I did have a lot of reactions to that kiss because I think that kiss is so loaded. There's so many things mm-hmm. happening in that kiss. Mm-hmm. It just sort of like, it didn't give me as much sparkle as some of the other ones did. Oh, and, okay. And Fair. You you cannot you cannot argue with that. Sparkle, sparkle is very is, personal. Sparkle is, is the thing. Number four, mm-hmm. Rapunzel and Flynn. Oh. I didn't expect yeah. that. Rapunzel wow. and Flynn, oh, their, their kiss is good and it's well-earned because oh. it's like we're finally seeing them kiss because we haven't gotten that moment. So it's like, in that sense, it's like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Everything's happy. And it's sort of like the relief. But the other ones, I feel like they all are like either a relief or, like, the start of something. And so there's just, like, a, something a little bit spicier about the other three. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. Number three is Pocahontas and John Smith. Mm-hmm. That kiss is, like, really, really cool. Just, like, the music in the background is, like, it's epic and ominous and, like... And also, you, I just like the way that she, like, wraps her arms around his, around his like, back in his Yeah, neck and there's, too. like, the leaves and stuff going around them. And, like, you've yeah. got Thomas, who's, like, watching it, and Kokoum, who's watching it. And they're mm-hmm. all, like, there's so many opinions directorially about this kiss. So this kiss is so much yeah. more interesting than I think the other yeah. kisses are. So that's why it's number three. Mm. Number two, Jasmine and Aladdin. Because blocking-wise, from a director perspective, blocking-wise, it's, so it's so good. It's so good. And they both have a little look of surprise, and then they both, yeah. like, get into it. And it's then the so reaction sweet. afterwards of, like, when the carpet, and he's just, like, yeah. in bliss. And, like... You said that, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, it's so that, sweet that kiss is just that. very, very satisfying. Like, it's the start of the mm. relationship. It's also, like, a yes, finally sort of thing. Like, I, I'm I'm yeah. really into that mm-hmm. one. It's also clever and cute, and it's got, like, a little thing going I'm on to it. smiling. It's so cute. And then number one is Belle and Adam, because yeah. fireworks literally come out <laughs> of their kiss. Like, I'm sorry. Their kiss transforms a damn castle. You can't beat that. You can't. <laughs> 
great explanations. You kind of changed my mind about some of these now. Oh. Number one is Belle and Adam. Honestly, the fireworks reasoning is valid, but I'm also obsessed with the way that they like touch each other's hair and their faces before. But like. (gasps) That's like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. You have stirrings. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is the original ranking I had. I don't really feel like this anymore, but we'll just roll with it. I had Flynn and Rapunzel at number two just because what I remember I felt the first time I saw the movie mm-hmm. when they kissed. And just the fact that it was like after this really sad emotional thing, I love when we go from sad to completely joyous and romantic love. And I also just feel like the way that he's like holding her body was like super realistic and mm-hmm. very cute. Three, Kylo Ren and Ray, because just the acting from Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver in that moment, I rewatched it today just to make sure that I was correct. Because when I saw it in theaters, I fell down my chair (laughs) because (laughs) I had wanted it to happen so badly, but I never thought it would. So I literally slid down my chair. (laughs) I can just see you doing that. Oh, I I 1000 percented. Um and I just love, I like, again, people are going to come for me. People hate Raylo. I'm totally into it. So come for me. Um, yeah. N- number four, I have Aladdin and Jasmine, but like, it's so great. It doesn't it's really so deserve great. number four. Yeah, I am. It's the one that gives me the most happy tinglies, uh-huh. even in the live action one, too. And when yeah. he's just like, when he kisses her and then he's like, yes. And he falls yeah. backwards. That's the purest, like, sweetest. They got that one right. They got that kiss right in a way that I feel like oh. the live action Beauty and the Beast one, that kiss wasn't quite as. That kiss was empty. Don't even get me started. We've talked about it before. I couldn't feel less about that kiss. <laughs> and then number five, like, I have Pocahontas and John Smith because, yeah, no, I'm wrong about that. Because what you were saying, which is there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of tension, a lot of people watching. But also the build up to that kiss is real. Yeah. Like. I, that's another movie where you're like, please kiss, please kiss. I want you to kiss. Like, and then yeah, you finally I just do. keep, I just keep thinking of the like, and you're like, I'm scared, and yeah. you're just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> just like frantic oh hands. Yeah, <sighs> it's so true. All right, so I'm gonna jump back into Disney parks again. Mm-hmm. Rank these Disney World, so these are very specific to Disney World, rank these Disney World feelings or moments. Oh, okay. All right. So, when the torches and pre-show music begins for illumination. So good. No line at the Haunted Mansion, so you fast walk through all the stanchions in the queue all the way up to the doors. (laughs) You know that, like, hustle you do? So good. Uh, looking down Hollywood Boulevard at night and seeing the neon Pluto wagging his tail. Oh, you just hurt my feelings. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's so specific and real. Okay. Passing under the Walt Disney World where dreams come true sign as you enter the Disney World property. Oh, come on. All right. And then please stand clear of the doors. <gasps> Por favor, Dude, that's so mean. You know I love that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shoot. Okay. Wow. I mean, this is weird. My choices are weird, but I'm just going with my gut. I mean, mine are weird too, so. Okay. I'll explain. Okay. Um, Number five is No Line in Haunted Mansion. Definitely uh-huh. a thrill for sure. But yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like, yes, but I don't feel like Disney tinglies per se. Yep. So number four is... Number of this was hard. Number four is the torches. Again, I think this is because of me. I've experienced it so many times. I still love it, though. Like, I love hearing the narrator go, 
Like, love it. Obsessed. So good. But anyway. Three is the Walt Disney World sign. It's an incredible moment. But I think I get my I'm finally a Disney moment. Oddly, like, more the first time I go into the Magic Kingdom. Like, even if... But sometimes we wait to go. But usually, like, we're on the Magical Express and, like, some kid is crying and, like, I'm half asleep because we got up at, like, 3 a.m. for the flight. So it's still great, though. I would love to do it now. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Number – this one – no, this was hard. Number two is looking down Hollywood Boulevard at night and seeing the Pluto because, ouch, that, that really got, hurt that my feelings. That got you. That, like, gave me a really visceral – I feel – I mean, just Disney at night anything but like especially like on hollywood boulevard at night i feel very at peace yeah and just like i'm safe here <laughs> like yeah seeing pluto you're just like i'm safe here like this is my i'm in the happy place like everything is good yeah and usually maybe it's because we i feel like sometimes like hollywood boulevard at night is like a, is like a middle beginning of the vacation thing so like vacation's not over yet it's just like you're just like good times Cool. Um, and then please stand clear of the doors. Number one. I mean, because it just whenever I hear it, I can smell the monorail. I can hear the monorail doors closing. And I love the monorail. Yeah, I love them. I, I watch I put them up on the podcast Instagram before I watch videos of people on the monorail because I just I play the audio. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I just love it so much. So for me, number five is no line at the Haunted Mansion. I mm -hmm. love that feeling of like yeah, the rush it. of just like hustling through, especially mm -hmm. like PhilharMagic too is another one where you're like mm -hmm. hustle through that queue. I and love you grab that your feeling. glasses right before the doors yep, close. Yep, yep. Oh, yes. Number four for me is looking down Hollywood Boulevard. Mm -hmm. That was lower for me because while I really like Hollywood Studios, it doesn't do as much for me as the other parks um okay epcot at night for me is like i, I i'm a sucker I for epcot at night oh world showcase at night is world my showcase. whenever people do guided meditations that's where i go where they're like go somewhere happy that's where i go um also leaving and when you are on the pavement that has the stars in them mm -hmm. and you look up and you see the ball and it's gorgeous colors like that that vibes more to me than Hollywood Boulevard. So Hollywood okay. Boulevard comes in at number four. Number three is please stand clear of the doors because I I love that. I, I love, love that. It so much. <laughs> but usually the monorail is what we do coming out of the park. Okay. Because always for the first time that we go in, we always take the ferry. Mm -hmm. Because it's just like building that anticipation and it just sure. feels like the right way to go into the park. So it's lower because it's not as beginning of the trip sort of for me, mm -hmm. the monorail. Number two is passing under the Walt Disney World where dreams come true sign because we always drive to Disney World. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So we're never in the Magical Express entering the property. And usually we stay off property. Mm -hmm. So we're driving in a in a car. We usually have like music disney park music yeah, playing and you can and, all be clapping and yeah like, and yeah. so like we're we all get excited and then like yeah. also which entrance do we get like is this the donald entrance that we get or are we entering at the Mickey yeah. mini one like cute that's always like exciting to me again it's just sort of like oh yeah now we're actually in disney world because yeah. like before i'm in orlando mm -hmm. and then number one i knew that would be your yeah number one is um Number one is the torches. Yeah, I knew that would be yours. The torches and that like sexy like 
pan flute beat going on like yeah during that stuff like during like the half hour before and everything's like and people are like start there people are just like people are trying to take their spots and yeah and they're like snacks hustling and and bustling around and it's like you can just Just feel you want to cry you can just feel how alive the world showcase is and it's like which it's like a country theater experience. Do you pick? That's why you it, love it. It is. It is. It's like a pre. It's the pre-show. That pre-show music with the torches just like ugh, gets oh, me. I know. <sighs> All right, your next one. All right, I'll do a little bit more movie-ish. Rank these badass heroic Disney moments. Here we go. Pocahontas throwing her body over John Smith's to save his life. Moana facing Taka to restore the heart, you know, with all the, you know, the music and the ocean splitting and everything. Quasimodo claiming sanctuary while holding Esmeralda's body. Ooh, that's a good one. I got chills. That's such a good one. Um, it makes me want to cry. Um, Hercules walking up from the, un- saving Meg from the underworld, holding her from the pit of doom. And Mulan defeating Shan Yu on the roof of the Emperor's Palace. These are all really, really good. I think about them and I'm like, oh my God, how epic. Um, okay. I have my rankings. Okay. And I'm thinking of these in terms of the epicness of mm-hmm. them. Okay. The scale. And I'm, again, I'm thinking about it like directorially of like the images that are evoked and the way that the way mm. that all the pieces come together. So not just the heroic moment, but like the way in which we see the heroic moment. Okay. Cause I fair. don't minimize any of these heroic moments because yes, they're all very, no heroic. shade to anybody. Yes. Yes. So number five is Hercules because oh. he, he pops out and he's just like, he's, he's holding her and he just punches him in the face. And it's like, a, it's like, yeah, <gasps> he walks out. Oh wow. Okay. All like right. He walks out. Wow. All right. uh, number four is Mulan and Shan mm-hmm. Yu because yeah. she explodes him, which is <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> but I feel like her defeat of him, like the sort of like moment after is not as like epic it's of a diminished. scale. Yeah. The, the, the moment for her is is when she's in yeah. front of the emperor and all of China yeah. is bowing to her. So I like that moment a bit better than her defeating Sean. Oh, wait, wait, because I knew, ah, I wait. Oh, I want to go back because nope. when I was, no, because when I was thinking <laughs> Mulan, I was like, I, I actually almost put when she gets to the top of the pole when they're training. No, but yeah, what I, what I was really thinking was China bowing to her. Wait. No. All right. Fine. No, you're not going to throw this off. China uh, bowing to her. I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've already committed. I've already committed. Don't make All me right. screw All up right. my list. Okay. Number three is Pocahontas throwing her body over John Smith mm-hmm. because that act is just like so. I mean, just like the way the movement of it, like oh, the, the build, her hair is like draped over yep, him. It's oh. draped over. It's all on like one side, just like the dramatic tension of the club in the air. The orange like sky like the yes. bloody sky and all of the people there it's just a truly like climactic moment and it's just like mm-hmm. pinnacle of like tension yeah. and it's really really cool pocahontas really gets the tension going like i never i need to rewatch that story-wise they have built that thing for a lot of tension um yeah. number two because this is also a similar moment to Pocahontas 
mm-hmm. is Quasimodo's sanctuary moment. Mm-hmm. It's stunning. Just like you've got the fire happening around. Yeah, uh, yeah. Around Notre Dame, you've got the sort of like wide pan shot, like that circles mm-hmm. around Quasimodo as he holds Esmeralda's body up in the air and claims sanctuary. And it like goes behind him, and you can see down among the people and everything like that. And it's mm-hmm. just like, <sighs> it's one of those moments, it just like gets you because he's the guy that everyone has pegged for a loser and like Mm -hmm. he saves the day and the people that ridiculed him see Mm -hmm. him in this larger than life sort of way and i really respond to that and i think that's super cool but hands down number one this was easy for me Mm, okay moana and teka yeah that scene is the single yeah i rewatched all these yesterday and i was like wow yeah it is beautifully animated Mm-hmm. the slow motion of Moana and her mm-hmm. hair moving and like yeah. when she just says to the ocean like let her come to me and it just parts yes and like let that. her come to and me and it's like silent and then you just get that like <sighs> sound of like the ocean parting and, and then the you've music. got the music oh. and her walking and then Tekka's just like horrifying it's like like yeah, coming for so her scary. she knows that there is a real real good chance that she's gonna die yeah. And she's not going to be able to get through to Tefiti in Teka. Mm-hmm. And she does it anyway. Uh, mine's a little bit different because I, like, actually completely agree with everything you said, like, from a standpoint of, like, the tension building in the movie and directorially, like, totally. Mine, because I made it, I'm build. I'm just basing this more off emotions because, again, I'm an agent of chaos and that's You are an agent of chaos. <laughs> So number five is Mulan, because mostly because I picked the wrong moment. I meant when China bows to her. That's what I meant. I, I wasn't thinking. Yeah. If I thought you it was had all gone connected, with, and it wasn't. If you had gone with China bowing to her, that would have made my life really, really difficult. It would have been really... Okay, that well, moment, that's what I meant. that moment makes me cry. <laughs> oh, me too. All right, so fine. But fine, five. Um, four, again, I don't disagree with you placing it number one at all. Moana facing Taka is incredible. I'm basing this more on, like... I'm thinking back to what I felt as a younger child and Moana came around later. So it's not her fault. I rewatched that scene yesterday. It's incredible. Yeah. When you were saying like when she says, let her come to me, I die. I die. Mm-hmm. And also just like women healing women. D- don't even get me started. <laughs> um, number three. Oh, this was hard. Ah, number three is Hercules rescuing Meg from the underworld. That That is saying something coming from you. Yeah. It was about to be number two. It was about to be two, and then I just changed my mind. Okay. Because you're right. In the moment itself, he kind of just steps up, punches Hades in the face. But I was thinking more about, like, we're watching the fates about to snip the string, and then they can't. And you see Hercules' body wasting away while he's swimming around trying to find Meg. And he goes I just all ugly. He gets all ugly. I remember being so tense as a child watching that. And then he, like, comes up, and he's a hero, and he's glowing. Oh, it's so good. I loved it. So then, yeah. So then number two is Pocahontas throwing her body over John Smith. Because that's just real. Mm -hmm. That's like a scene from like a live action adult movie. Yeah. He's about to get clubbed the F to death. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, brains everywhere. Like, wow. And it's just, it's beautiful. And it's and it ends up creating peace between the settlers and the tr- and her tribe. Oh Even if God. it's not real. Even if it's completely fabricated and wrong. And, like, that's why I sometimes only feel comfortable talking about Pocahontas in, like, 
moments because we know that there are issues with what has been done to the story and everything. Yep. That one. And so then number one I have, based off of how I felt as a child, is Quasimodo claiming sanctuary. I remember, like, the concept of that when I was a child, like, really moved me. Like, that the church is, like, a oh, I, I don't know. It's affecting me now. Like, oh, the church is, like, a it. safe place. And, like, he's finally using his voice. And, like, the one thing that he really has had all along that Frollo has tried to squash is, like, his pure physical strength. Mm-hmm. And he's like, F it, I'm going to use it. And just the fact that, like, Esmeralda was almost burnt at the stake. I just remember every time that he screamed it, I wanted to scream it, too. Like, I wanted to scream whenever he did that. And Tom Hulse does such oh. a good voice acting performance in yep. that whole movie. Incredible. But in that moment Incredible. specifically. So good. Yeah. Yep. All right. So my next one is rank these Disney sidekicks. Mm. Mm. Okay. And I'm not going to say why. Okay. Or like based on Just what. rank them. Just okay. rank them. Pascal. Flounder. Mushu. Olaf. And Miko. Ooh, that's hard. Okay. All right. We're just going pure gut instinct here. So for number five, I have Pascal. I love Pascal. I love his attitude. He's funny. Um, But I think what I'm like subconsciously basing it on is like how much they want their friend to get their dream or to succeed or to be safe or whatever it is. And Pascal does, but he's lower on that scale. He's super cute, but that's, yeah, Pascal. He's fine. I honestly like Maximus better. Okay. There you go. Four, this is hard. I love him, but Miko. He's hilarious. His, like, the the whole biscuit thing and, like, his attitude, like, towards John Smith at first, like, and his, his playing off of Percy. I love it. He has such a great sidekick, like, minor st- of his own storyline of everything with Percy, which I love. But if I would pick the sidekick that I love for Pocahontas, if you want to count it, I would say Grandmother Willow. I don't know. She's not really a sidekick, but I kind of feel like she is. Um, <laughs> me, I love Miko, though. I love Miko. I feel bad. <laughs> I'm just on um, Grandmother Willow as a sidekick. <laughs> I'm so, I mean, yeah. She's a supporting character. She's up. All right, fine. <laughs> She's up for fine, best supporting Flit. actress. I like Miko better than Flit. Flit is an asshole. <laughs> um, three. Mm, oh, wait. I think I'm changing my mind. Um, Three, I think, is Flounder. I love Flounder. Flounder was about to be number two, but now I'm thinking. Again, Flounder is just so genuine and just, like, wants Ariel to be safe and he's a little bit nervous and scared. Not a guppy. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, literally she holds on to Flounder's fins and he swims her over to Prince Eric's wedding boat. Like, that's that's why he was really, like, I was thinking he'd be number two. Like, that's legit. So, two, and I have Mushu. Again, because I love Mushu's journey of, like, finding his place in being, like, protector and not just being someone who rings the gong to bring the ancestors and like and you know when he gets all choked up when Mulan succeeds yeah he's a great he's like a great helper I think in a way I would kind of want him to be my sidekick I feel like he would work the hardest for me if he cared about me and he's hilarious I mean he's unforgettable and that one is Olaf I know it's like a lot of people at this point are over Olaf because we've like Olafed out our lives but I mean (laughs) Oh, my God. Olaf literally disappears himself, like, like while, like, like still comforting Anna and telling her it's going to be okay and that he, like, gives her a hug. 
it's also because I like that he is still like he gives us the sidekick humor, but he also brings us life lessons more than the other sidekicks. Like some people are worth melting for. And then honestly, Olaf's frozen adventure is enough for, to take away the crown for me. That's like one of my favorite Disney pieces ever. <laughs> All right. So yeah, just the fact that there is that he is like a lesson in and of himself. He's not just a sidekick. He's also a lesson and something to remember about love. That's what I love about him. Okay. Well, I looked at this in terms of effectiveness because <laughs> you're, you're nothing to me if you're not And effective. I am an agent of chaos. <laughs> so emotion. number five for me is Olaf because he is not <gasps> an effective partner. Oh, come on. He would slow me down. I feel like I would throw him off a cliff. because but he I just, literally gets like squashed, pulled apart, trampled on, and he's like, I'm fine, I'm he fine. He has too many parts that come apart mm. for me to keep track of. I'm like, like he's if you always are, okay. He's like, I'm fine. Oh. I, I would end up leaving his ass in the snow. I'd be like, I cannot <laughs> no. worry about you. I'm trying to save the damn planet. And right. you are too many pieces. You're too many damn no, pieces. No, that's so mean. All right. Um, number four is Miko. Because while mm-hmm. he is hilarious and all in one piece, he's he's mischievous. He's, he's yeah. mis- mischievous. And I feel like... He's doing his He's own thing and, and I'm doing my own thing. And it's just mm-hmm. sort of like, yeah, it's not. Yeah. He's not helping me. Number three, I mm-hmm. have Flounder because mm-hmm. of that moment. Like Flounder is a really, he's a good conscience for Ariel. He's not mm-hmm. overbearing in the way that Sebastian can be. Yeah. But he's a nice gentle reminder for her of like thinking things through which she needs and Mm -hmm. then he does truly just want the best for her always number two for me is mushu because Mm -hmm. i think mushu is quite effective Mm -hmm. he doesn't know what he's doing a whole lot of the time and sort of like happens upon things like solutions but mulan would definitely be dead without Mushu mm-hmm. and yeah. Mushu would be dead without Milan. Oh, and sweet. and that moment of defeating Shan Yu, he does play an instrumental part. He in really that. does. Um, which leads me to number one being Pascal because he legit this is wrong. He this legit is kills the villain. He kills oh, the villain of the movie. On. He trips the <laughs> bitch out the window. He is incredibly effective. He oh is a sidekick God. who kills the villain. No. He is willing to get in there and do the dirty work for Rapunzel. So, like, he yeah. slaps Flynn around. He, like, kills <sighs> Mother Gothel for her. He gets... No. He, he attacks Mother Gothel, and then she beats him, and then he's like, ooh, I'm dead. But he's like, but just kidding. I'm going to grab this hair and, like, trip her out the window. All right. Incredibly effective. All right. So this is kind of a simple one. Sorry, it's not five options, but it's for obvious reasons. So just rank the lands of the Magic Kingdom. I was and considering this one. Yeah, I'm including Main Street. So Main Street, okay. Adventureland, Frontierland, Liberty Square, Fantasyland, Tomorrowland. Okay, let me see. All right, so number six is pretty obvious, Main Street. Like, oh, Oh, is that not <laughs> obvious? <laughs> um, nope. <laughs> not to you. That's probably number one. <laughs> so for me, um, Main Street, just because it's like you go through Main Street. It's it's not a place that I like take a whole lot of time in. 
because it's shopping and I'm like, get to the shit. So number five for me is Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Where I like Tomorrowland a lot. Mm-hmm. I think like structurally it's like really, really cool. Like the architecture's fun. But for me, like mo- many of the rides and things that I like most about the Magic Kingdom aren't in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's number five. Number four is Adventureland because I just like love the vibe that's happening there. But again, like most of my favorite rides mm-hmm. are not in Adventureland. Okay. Like I I like the Jungle Cruise. I I do really love Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Flying carpets, I could like sometimes I like when I go there, I never get on it. So like All it's right. I'm like I'd go on the Dumbo ride before I go on Magic Carpets. Okay. Because it's the same thing. And then Tiki Room. Oh my God. Am I gonna say this right now? Oh no. I like the Tiki Room. I liked Tiki Room under new management more than the original. <gasps> you what? I <gasps> did a oh, lot. Wow. A lot. I really did. Wow. Okay. Ooh. All right. All right. Well, I I made that confession to you all. Uh-huh. I appreciate um, the vulnerability. So that's <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so that's number four. Number three is Liberty Square. Mm-hmm. Liberty Square, like, even though it's like small and it has, you know two rides plus uh hall of presidents the vibe of liberty square is just, just like so great it's, I know. it's it's like ah uh, i love it i love the columbia harbor house i love it i know it's I know. Uh, so I know. good and the haunted mansion is just such a it's great everything yeah freaking ride is everything number two for me is frontierland because I- that has two awesome rides okay. in it like i love splash mountain and i love big thunder mountain railroad and i love the like <laughs> like kind of stuff where i'm just like yeah <laughs> <Yeehaw>, <laughs> let <baby>. loose um <laughs> splash mountain is also my favorite ride in the you're Magic such a Kingdom, little like so. plaid wearing boy that's why <laughs> I, yeah i'm a little lumberjack you are but number one for me is fantasy land yeah. because it just has like all of the things that i love and exactly and with the expansion of new fantasy land i'm like i'm in love yeah. you have the beast castle i'm in love yeah 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 so yeah. that's that's the breakdown mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your turn Tell All me right. why you put uh, Main Street as number two. I'm Quiet. dying to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, number six is Frontierland. Um, <laughs> I, I, I could like. You totally... just hate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I could like kind of do without that vibe. Like it's neither here nor there for me. Um, we all know that I hate Splash Mountain. I do love Big Thunder Mountain, so I'm sorry, but I'm okay if they took Frontierland and now turned it into New Orleans Square. I'd be fine with it. I know that'll never happen, but I would be fine. Five is Tomorrowland. Um, but like, I know, weird way I really like I love the people mover so much that I almost wanted to put Tomorrowland higher. But yeah, like the, the indie speedway is a hot mess. So yeah. Number four is Adventureland. I love the vibe. But yeah, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, you know, I don't really like the Jungle Cruise, but I really, I mean, and Dole Whip. Dole Whip is there. And like the Citrus Swirl is there. I love being in Adventureland. Just like the rides. Meh. 
three Liberty Square, same thing. I just love the freaking vibe, the music, the feel. I love it. I can't explain it. I'm so glad that we connect on that because yep. it's very hard to explain. Yeah. And I freaking adore the Haunted Mansion. I love the vibe. I, it's very, I mean, I don't step foot in the Hall of Presidents now. Um, and I will not until we have a new president, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> like the whole, the Muppets show that they had for a little bit was so good. I, I love. Bring I love it back it with there. Hamilton. Bring it back with Hamilton. Bring it back it's about to be Hamiltonville anyway. Um, two is Main Street, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because nothing else. Yes, I understand. It is shopping. It is shopping. <laughs> That's why you love it. <laughs> That's partially why I love it. But it's all nothing. It's it's again, it has to do with the Disney tinglies feeling and very few things give me the tinglies the way that Main Street USA does. I listen to that soundtrack whenever I need to feel better. That's like where I stop and I like get my Starbucks, which again is very specific to me and I understand that. I love the feeling. I love that time period as well. Like I'm obsessed with the turn of the century feel. Mm -hmm. I love it there. I It makes me feel happy. And there's lots of yummy treats on Main Street USA. So number two. time for the treats. And yeah, number one is Fantasyland. I'm pissed off now that I've seen the Beast Castle that Tokyo got. Like an hours is just pathetic as fuck. I'm not going to say it's pathetic. I, it's pathetic. No, we, it's not enough. We deserve better. Get rid of Encha- Enchanted Tales with Belle and give us the ride. Give us the Beast Castle. But yeah, when New Fantasyland opened, like my brain exploded. So my next one is rank these showstopper Disney movie musical moments. Ooh. All right. The Let It Go sequence from Frozen. The I See the Light sequence from Tangled. The Be Our Guest sequence from Beauty and the Beast. The I'll Make a Man Out of You sequence from Mulan. And the Savages sequence from Pocahontas. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. I don't feel very good about this. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Okay. Five is Savages. Okay. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, there's so much tension there. I mean, tension galore. Wow, Pocahontas. We need to do an episode on tension in Pocahontas. Yeah. Um, But does it, like, stop the show? No. I would, like, maybe Colors of the Wind. I don't know. So I just didn't know how to feel about that, really. So it's five. Four. In a way. All right. Four. Let it go. I love the song. The song and the journey within the song means the world to me. But the sequence and the sequence is beautiful. It just even like I find even when I saw it on Broadway, I'm like, I want more, but I don't know how I I not like I have any better ideas, but I feel like there's maybe it could be just there's one little teensy little change and it could be like the be all end all. OK, I feel weird about that. All right. Three. Is be our guest. That's hard for me. I kind of want. I want my gut was telling me to put it higher because I love the development of be our guest from like a simple little song into an absolute showstopper. And it's like you have the iconic performance by Jerry Orbach as Lumiere, and there's just so many fun visual things going on. The gray stuff. I mean, it's a show within a show. Yeah, (laughs) it should be higher. I hate this, and I'm really mad about this. Maybe it should be higher. I think don't think I stand by this at all. 
So the next is I'll make a man out of you because, again, the, the moment at the, that the song leads to is so epic of, of Mulan finally getting to the top of the pole and she being the only one who does it. And you see what it took for her to get there. And also just like Donny Osmond singing that song absolutely slaps. I think I want to switch those two, but we're just going to forge ahead. And number one is I See the Light. That song is incredible. The visual honestly changed like my existence, um, my <laughs> expectation of romance, of like what I want any event in my life to look like. Yeah, it's it's visually stunning. It is a showstopper um, and it gives me all of the feels. This was weird for me. Uh huh. I could tell. Yeah. Yeah. So my number five was the I'll make a man out of you sequence, because while I mm-hmm. love that sequence and there are like elements of it that are like really. Oh, showstopper. Yeah, you're right. That are like really it's cool. Four. It doesn't just there's not like a moment that just like floors me. Mm-hmm. Um, Number four is Savages, mm-hmm. because while I feel like Savages kind of does fit in the same sort of way that. I'll make a man out of you does it and that it's very like, you know, narrative and whatnot. The mm-hmm. moment that does floor me is when they're like walking. You have like the silhouettes of them like walking and then you have I was gonna say, is it the in, shadows like, the, and the silhouettes? Yeah. And then and then you've got the like faces of Radcliffe and like his men, like the, like they're it's doubled. Oh God. It's just like that is incredible. Like it's so it cool. Number three for me. I put Be Our Guest because Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, all the reasons that you said. Like, I don't really have anything else to add to it. (laughs) Like, it's it's all those reasons. Number two for me is Let It Go. Let It Go. That's valid. Let it that go. That was my original ranking was number two for Let It Go. I'm very torn. I mean, you you know, I mean, our friendship almost came to an end over my (laughs) obsession with Let It Go. Tell them the story. You know what? Now's as good a time as ever. Tell oh it. My God. Tell it now. I, I said almost... we would tell it one day, and now you're going to tell it. <laughs> well, Caroline, I I went into, I went through a period of like just straight up not talking to Caroline because I wanted to show her before Frozen was released that they had some more footage of the song as part of the World of Color sequence that they had added to it. And I tried to show her this video on a day when she was not having it. And she was like, Connor, I don't have time for you right now. And I was I, like... Those words did not come out of my And no. I was like, okay. You changed it. The last time you told the story, that is not what you said. You're such a liar. It was either, Connor, I don't have time for you right now, or I don't have time for this right now. But you definitely said my name. It was probably this. It was never you. I wouldn't say that. But I was like, all right, <laughs> you don't have time for this. You don't have time for me. Let it go. And Frozen are part of my identity. Goodbye. And I just straight up... Did not talk he to Caroline. Up, y'all, he walked <laughs> past me when I was sitting like on like a corner. He pa- walked past me, looked at me, and kept on walking. Yeah. Like I was a piece of trash <laughs> in the road. Well, okay. You traded me like trash. <laughs> but then I got the voicemail of like, Connor, I know that something is wrong and I don't <laughs> like this and I feel like this is stupid. I'm sorry if I did something wrong. And then I was like, it's fine and now we're friends (laughs) but i know i remember watching that sequence in the movie theater and when it finished i was like that was worth the price of my movie ticket Mm -hmm. right now we sort of take it for granted a little bit we do i will say many times yeah but watching her build that ice castle for the first Mm -hmm. time my jaw was on the floor i was like this like the way that children are universally drawn to it i find very interesting like across the board yeah 
But number one for me is I see the light because I knew we would have that in common because we would not have it's had everything to us. We, it's everything to us. And we would not have had the let it go sequence had we not. So had true. I see the light mm-hmm. and I mm, see the light. I, I start. I see the light from the guitar part when the king and queen exit. And oh, they that lift part the makes me sob. I didn't even count that. That part makes me cry like a baby when the king cries. Oh my God. Yeah, I no. started I started from there with that lantern okay. being lifted up and then like just Ugh. when you see the one lantern and Rapunzel sees the one lantern and then all of the other ones just start like coming out. Yep. Oh my God. It's yeah, just it's stunning. It's just oh, gorgeous it's and it changes every idea of like what you can do with animation and it's perfect I and agree. it's wonderful and it stops the whole damn show. <sighs> Speaking of romance... Here we go. This run requires a little bit of extra information. So, rank these Disney's fairy tale weddings ceremony locations. These are all available on the website. And I'm giving you a little description with each in case it's hard to visualize. I obviously did not include in front of Cinderella's Castle because that's too good. So, it's an automatic winner. So, it's not in this selection. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have the Italy Isola at the World Showcase, and there on the website it says, Celebrate with a lively Italian-style wedding beside the waters of Venice, where gondolas and colorfully striped mooring poles are the very picture of unbridled romance. Next, we have Pandora in Animal Kingdom. Take in striking surroundings in the Valley of Moara, where breathtaking floating mountains provide an epic backdrop for your ceremony. And, like, you know, I, they have a picture of it. This goes really well with the pictures on the website. Like, they showed the bioluminescence going. It was stunning. Next, we've got the classic Disney Wedding Pavilion. It says, nestled on the shores of Seven Seas Lagoon on its own private island, Disney's Wedding Pavilion is the perfect place to bring to life the fairy tale wedding of your dreams. And included all this stuff about the angle where you can see Cinderella's castle from and the footbridge across to it and all that stuff. Next, we have Luau Beach at the Polynesian, which is on, you know, you can see across the water to the Magic Kingdom. And it says, be enveloped by relaxing island vibes as you commemorate your union in an intimate ceremony on sugar white sand framed by tropical trees. And finally, so we have the Tower of Terror Courtyard. Now bear with me. Here's what it says. And the picture that goes along with it, I almost need you to pull it up. I think I might need you to pull up the website. Here's what it says. Check in for a truly one-of-a-kind celebration in an outdoor courtyard inspired by old Hollywood. Transport back in time to the 30s, the golden age of Hollywood. A sophisticated backdrop for your wedding ceremony that will immerse you. The towering hotel and the hanging chandelier illuminates the timeless courtyard with lush greenery and vibrant flowers that surround the space. Okay. Those are your choices. Okay. Well, I have mine. Okay. Uh, Number five is the Disney Wedding Pavilion. It's I too, know we it's don't too, like it. It's too basic for me. It's too. It is a it's too basic. basic. I'm. Mm-hmm. I think bigger. I think bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four for me is Luau Beach because mm-hmm. while I do like that sort of like tropical vibe, it's a beach. It's sand. I don't want to be sand. Oh, okay. It's okay. N- no. I don't. I forgot be sand. that about mm. you. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I would have picked something else. I forgot. Okay. No, no, no. It's okay. So number three for me is Pandora. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just like a little bit odd for me of like <laughs> <laughs> a place to be married. I didn't think about that. But I just epic looked at how wise, beautiful it was. But be- epic and beautiful, like it checks all my boxes. There's like a huge like waterfall coming down from one of the floating islands. Like I was like, it sounds beautiful. And the I'm bioluminescence. Like, for I mean, sure. Yeah, for it would sure. be a little weird though. I mean, honey, this is why it's coming in at number three. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, number two for me is Italy because I mean I love the whole Italian vibes and I loved going to Italy and yeah. yeah I have a lot of attachment to that but number one for me is this Tower of Terror courtyard I had no <gasps> Wait idea until you see the picture I had it's no beautiful. idea that this was a possibility yes. even if it was like haunted and full of cobwebs I feel like that would be awesome it's beautiful I just think that it's so cool that old Hollywood style would be so mm-hmm. cool for a wedding like yep I agree I, I think that's I, agree. I think that's a truly unique and also because it's it's part of a park's identity. I, to be honest with you, I would mine is the same as yours, except I would and I would put Luau Beach. Not I love the beach feel. I don't mind the sand, but if I was gonna go for that feel, I would just go straight to Hawaii and go to Aulani or just go somewhere else in Hawaii if I wanted that vibe for my wedding. So mine is the same except for the top two where I would switch those. The Tower of Terror Courtyard. Please go look up this picture. I was truly blown away. Um, but then the, for some reason, the Italy Isola, as they call it, has always been on my mind. Like since I was a kid, I was like, that's where my wedding's going to be, like right on the water in Epcot. Right? Are you looking at the picture, you guys? Like, oh, it's so good. It's Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You got, You all need to look up this picture. You will be floored. Oh, my <laughs> living hell. That like the the lighting and the flowers, it's so glamorous. Sweet Lord, this is <laughs> oh my god! For a minute, I was really sold on Pandora because I'm like, I've always wanted my wedding to have like an, a magical edge to it, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, glowing flowers, sign me up. But yeah, For me, then if I'm like, I mean, waterfall, I'm like, huh. the but waterfall. also it's an alien planet. Like, let's remember, yeah. That. Then being like, I'm in Pandora, which I have no emotional connection to. You getting married? Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah. All right, so for my last one, rank these spooky Disney moments. This is my spooky. Halloween. Oh, uh, I love my Halloween one. So great. Winifred Sanderson's fingernail cutting through the screen of Max's window in Hocus Pocus. Hearing Ichabod Crane's laughter turn into the headless horseman's cackle in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. When the lightning strikes to reveal Fidget hanging upside down outside Basil's apartment in The Great Mouse Detective. Snow White singing to her pie when a shadow covers her and she looks up to see the evil queen as a hag full on in the windowsill in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, the Horned King walking slowly down the steps in the fog towards his army of lifeless skeletons as he monologues his plan in the Black Cauldron. Hmm, all right. So for number five, I have the fidget basil moment. Okay. Because just because purely when you described it, like it is, but when you described it, I don't get any scary feels. Don't know why. Um, four is the Horned King, and the, I, me and the Horned King have a whole history because, like, I wasn't allowed to watch that movie for the longest time when I was younger because my mom thought the Horned King would terrify me. And so then when I watched it, and I was like, was fine. I was like, he's not that scary. So I, four, even me. though he's terrifying, he is. But I was like pissed. I was like, I could have handled that <laughs> ages ago. You're <laughs> like, oh, I could take you. Exactly. Number three. Is the Hocus Pocus moment. Okay. It started to get hard in the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, two is Ichabod into the Headless Horseman cackle because I'm just I'm just a little 
sucker for Sleepy Hollow shit. What can mm-hmm. I say? I mean, yeah, I just love that story. I am into it. <laughs> um, and number one by far is Snow White seeing the witch in the window. The mm-hmm. witch is so scary. Like in a way that more than any of the others, that's my worst nightmare where I'm like living my life and then someone is at my window. Yeah, that's the nightmare. So it's that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for me, number five was the Horned King walking down the steps because I I I love the Horned King. And I think he is like freaky AF. And there are so many moments with him that are just like absolutely spooky. Mm-hmm. That it's sort of like, how do you even pick one? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they all start to just like. I feel like I've become immune to it. I also am like yeah. so into the Horn King where I'm just like, yeah, he's, he, so, yes, yes, he's I get so that. terrifying that I'm like intrigued by it. Yeah. 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 Number four for me is Snow White singing to her pie. Oh, okay. Mostly because that's usually a jump scare and I don't like to give jump scares the time of day. <laughs> I don't like the control that they have over me and my body. So I'm punishing that moment by putting it at number four (laughs) um number three for me is Ichabod Crane's laughter turning into the headless horseman Mm -hmm. I think it's just like such a really cool effect and it works so well there's just so many cool things that happen in that short of like Mm -hmm. the with sound as he's going through through the the woods to get back to his house and I think that that moment is like really 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 cool Number two, this is like one of Aaron's biggest fear moments. Winifred Sanderson's fingernail cutting through that screen. It is like there are many moments of Hocus Pocus that are like, oh, like little spooky. That is the one like scary, scary. image mm-hmm. because it's just like you realize things like that where you're like, oh, I feel like I'm like protected. There's a screen in the window. And it's like oh, it means no, nothing. So she true. just like. <gasps> She just, like, cuts it with her fingernail. And then, like, it's followed by, like, the door, like, opening a little bit and then closing. (laughs) Yeah. Whew. Uh, And then number one for me is the great mouse detective moment. For me, Fidget, I think, like, as silly of a character as he is and as, like, has some of the most horrifying moments in in that movie Mm. so this one is cool because it's like the snow white moment of like they're just minding their own business and then there's just like someone watching them and he's hanging upside Mm -hmm. down he has those yellow eyes and you don't see it and then the lightning flashes and you see it and olivia screams and Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's i think that's like really spooky okay that's fair that's fair all right this is it this is a big one okay i saved it for last there are definitely more than five options of course all right Agent of Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Rank these Disney Parks songs. Here we go. Grim Grinning Ghosts. Listen to the Land. The Tiki 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 Room. Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. It's a Small World. Golden Dream from the American Adventure. And finally, One Little Spark from the Journey into Imagination. This was not as hard as I thought it was going to be. As soon as I started putting them down, I was like, oh, I know this. Okay, Okay, hit me. Let's do it. All right. Number seven is Listen to the Land. Because it's it's a fun tune. 
but yeah. not one that like sticks with me that I'm just like, sure. mm, like jamming okay. out Again, to. I feel like it's a weird personal thing of mine. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Number six is It's a Small World because mm-hmm. it's a classic song. It's good. It's too catchy, too catchy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it gets mm-hmm. stuck in your head and I, no, 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 no. I don't need that in my life. Yeah, okay. Number five is Pirates. Yo-ho, A Pirate's Life for Me because... 90% of that song is just like grumbling and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know half of the shit that they're saying. And so I just like tune it out. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to drink up. And I'm like, oh my God. It I'm does drunk. sound like that. You're not wrong. Number four for me is One Little Spark. It's catchy and it's fun. And I like the ties to Figment, but oh, sometimes it can get a little nightmare but yeah, it definitely can. Not as bad as Small World does or Pirates mm-hmm. because I don't know the lyrics. At least with One Little Spark, I can sing along mm-hmm. and there are more lyrics than Small World. Mm-hmm. Number three is The Tiki Room. Mm-hmm. I think that song is just like so fun and mm-hmm. clever. And it's just like the melody is just relaxing. and It is just very like, relaxing. I agree. It's it's just the I know that we've been talking about vibes the whole show, but vibes. Like, it's all about vibes. vibes. It's all about the vibes. Yep. yep. Number two, Grim Grinning Ghosts. Mm-hmm. I think that song is just like that is some like peak Disney attraction yeah. music because yep. the lyrics are so cool. The tune is fun. The the concept of grim grinning ghost captures exactly what the ride is of that sort of like mm-hmm. spooky and fun spooky silly sort of stuff that we talked about two episodes Mm -hmm. ago like that song i think just perfectly encapsulates a vision for that ride and then number one is golden damn dream golden freaking dream golden dream is just it's uh it's so good it's so good it makes me just like feel the feels and just like (laughs) i'm like i can do fucking anything (laughs) <laughs> and me and Aaron, we have a interpretive dance to this thing that we yes! have been doing for years. Like, it is just everything that's just, like, good and just wholesome. And you're just like, <laughs> fuck yeah, America. Even when, like, no America. Even when you don't like, feel like that. You, you're just like, mm, mm. There's some things about this country that are worth fighting for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And when you walk out of the American Adventure and it's got the lines to the song on the like ceiling, like above I'm <gasps> oh, like, yes. and it's in like like gold like, yes. embossed lettering, and you're like, Yes, we could do anything. <laughs> All right, your turn. Rank them. Mine is very close to yours. All right. Um, so for number seven, I've got it's a small world. Okay. Again, it's the same thing where I love this. This is the thing. Whenever someone has played it at the piano slowed down, I ball like a baby because those lyrics are so touching. But as it is in the ride, number seven. If you slow that song down and listen to it with a piano, it's the most touching sentiment about us helping each other and being one. Okay. (laughs) She's starting to break. Number six, we've got One Little Spark for the same. I actually really, it's super fun. I love bouncing along to it in the ride. The issue is becomes when it becomes nightmarish later on, when it just won't leave your head. And and that ride is a little bit nightmarish, but I also kind of love it in a weird way. Like it's oh, terrible. Oh, I love that ride. And I, I love that ride. I love to hate it. I love to hate it. I'll always ride it. 
Um, this was starting to get hard. Five, I put Tiki Room, but I do love that song. Again, love the vibes. Um, it's a little simple, I guess. That's yeah, but it, but that's why it's good. It mm-hmm. definitely is in the. It's it serves its purpose in the ride, and I love it. Four is Listen to the Land. I can't explain it. I am obsessed with this song. I sing it all the time. <laughs> just make believe you're a tiny little seed. It's just, I find it like very like uplifting. Just, all right. I love it. I still wish it was in the ride. Um, and then at number three, I totally see what you're saying about, I don't know what they're saying in this song. But again, Yo-Ho, Pirate's Life for me is about the vibes. And it just gives me so many vibes and is just like Disney to the core. And so I have to give it credit for that. And then, yeah, number two, Grim Gritting Ghosts. What a masterpiece. Exactly what you were saying. How did they encapsulate that ride so perfectly? And there's so many, like, different moods within the song, too, that match mm-hmm. up with them, different moods of the ride. It's wonderful. But just, like, the phrase Grim Grinning Ghosts is, like, yeah. that's it. When that's the, the crypt thing. doors creak and the tombstones quake, yes. Yeah. Spooks come out for, oh, come on. Um, and, yeah, number one is Golden Dream. Pure Feels. Pure feels. Me and Connor are two of the people who have a lot to say about, you know, what is going on in the state of this country right now. We are not American apologists at all. So if this song can really get us in the patriotic feels, I mean, that says a lot. It's just, again, form over content. It's a soaring, incredible ballad with amazing vocals. And it just, yeah, you leave that, you leave the American adventure and like, America can do anything. That's how we do. And that's that. That's our game. That's our game. That was a lot of fun. I like that one. <laughs> it was so fun. Lots of feels. Cool. So I guess we should wrap up the episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. We are super proud and grateful to be listed in Feedspot's top 60 Disney podcast. Yeah, We're that happened. Right in there at number 31, which is really yeah. nice. I mean, there are so many out there. And so we're really grateful. That was a really nice thing Yeah, to and hear. I think that that I think that that list is like constantly moving. So, <gasps> so I think help if, us climb the ranks. Yeah, it's the Game of you, Thrones, y'all. Yeah, I think Let's if you go. help us play this Game of Thrones and we can win i did and not see die. that they were kind of measuring how many people are following you on facebook so i know that we're all trying to like move away from facebook and we don't use it as much but just if you could go just like our page on facebook that would be super helpful mm-hmm. and just a reminder our paypal link is live you can access it either in the episode description below or on the links from any of our social media sites if you have a couple extra dollars, we would definitely appreciate it. Every little bit helps us keep this podcast up and running, covering costs and coming right to your ears. So, yeah, we would really appreciate any any extra dollars that you might have. Goes a long way for us. Yes. As we always say, please follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Unfortunate Pod. And on Facebook and Instagram, we are at Poor Unfortunate Podcast. And you can always email us. Poor unfortunate podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And don't forget to tell your friends to listen. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, every little bit that you do there helps us reach new people. And yeah. Yeah. And so just keep your head up, y'all. Keep Make sure your that you're up. registered to vote. Wear yep. a mask. When in Practice doubt, play a game. Self love and self care. Play games like this with your friends. Honestly, I will say, I was having, I'm having just a really bad time, and this was a really nice distraction for a little while. This was, this was actually I'm sure a really a lot good. Of us are having up. a hard time. Yeah. Alrighty. All well, right, everybody. thank you all for listening, and until next time, Beluga Savruga. Savruga.